Independent. Expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Good evening. My name is Joe Armstrong, and you are listening to Independence Day. This is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information, all blessedly without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. Tonight on Independence Day, we have the band Walla. Pop music has changed a lot over the years. Charts that used to be full of artists like Bobby Vinton, the Beatles, and eventually Madonna and Michael Jackson are now ruled by the likes of Lady Gaga and Katy Perry. Dictionary.com defines pop music as music of general appeal to teenagers, a bland, watered-down version of rock and roll with more rhythm and harmony and an emphasis on romantic love. Not exactly a glowing description. But at its heart, pop music is music designed to be catchy and instantly memorable, and creating it is harder than it sounds. The newish Los Angeles-based band Walla, unlike so many of their peers, eschewed the trappings of the fertile local indie scene and readily embraced the pop tradition the way it served up in the new millennium. The synths are here, as are economical arrangements, danceable tempos, catchy simple lyrics, and a bit of disco for good measure. Welcome to Independence Day, Walla. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, we got five of you here. Five of you is... Everybody chime in. Say hello. Come on. Get a little bit hello, of enthusiasm. Yeah. Hey. Hello. Hi, hi, okay. hi. Much better. And it occurred to me right, right as I was introducing you, it's like, welcome to Independence Day. Voila. <laughs> That's, we did that on purpose. Yeah, I'm sure. You planned plan that from the get-go, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is like the lowest of low, like low-hanging fruit questions. Like I, I've actually, I try to not ask this question of any band ever, but what's with the name? Um, this is Jonathan, by the way. Um, the, the name is um, an interesting story. So I was looking for, uh, a, um, you know, band names um, and uh, not having much inspiration. Um, I decided to go to the zoo. You know, where else do you find inspiration but the zoo? So I went there um, looking for, you know, like cool animal names. Um, I found uh, the uh, wallaby exhibits. So I found the wallabies and, you know, I really like that animal a lot, and I was going to originally go with the wallabies, but um, uh, I went with that, and then, you know, I was like, I was on, you know, typing out our name and stuff, and I got really lazy. I just typed in walla really quickly instead of wallabies, um, and then I kept looking at it, and I was like, you know, I, I really like that, you know, and then I looked up the meaning, and walla actually means the murmur of the crowd, so like, you know, the sound that a crowd makes. And you can, you know, you can look it up to, yeah. you know, test me on that. But that's, yeah, that's what I went on. And I just stuck with it. I liked it. So. And it's a good thing you didn't wander into like the dick dick area. A dick dick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a little, it's like a little. Oh, mini, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, like, that was my, that thing. was my second choice maybe. But. Yeah. Anyway, so while we've got you on the horn here, let's, let's introduce everybody in the band so we can make sure everybody knows who we're dealing with. We've already heard from you. This is Jonathan Hunch Kim. You play uh, primarily guitar and vocals, right? Yeah, guitar and vocals. And you are the de facto leader of this outfit? Um, apparently so, yeah. All right, cool. So next we have to your left, to my right on bass, we have Mo Beats. Hello there. Yes, it's Mo Beats. Where are you from, Mo? I'm actually the only band here from L.A. The real <laughs> L- native, like real L- L.A. native. LA I was proper. born and raised here in L.A. L.A. proper. Very nice. Welcome to the show. And then also on electric guitar and some shredding over here. Berkeley, are you a grad from Berkeley? Yeah, this is Ian. This is I graduated from Berkeley last year. And that's Berkeley College of Music, not Berkeley not Cal Berkeley. Berkeley. It's Berkeley College of Music in Boston. Yeah, you're a grad? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, that's the thing about Berkeley. And make sure you're on mic when you talk there, Ian. Right. Uh, just get a little closer. Uh, and uh, that's the thing. That's like the joke with Berkeley, right, is that nobody graduates, right? Everyone kind of goes, and then they leave to go on tour, and they never come back. Yeah. <laughs> Except you, yeah. right? I graduate. <laughs> All right, well, congratulations. Okay. Thank you. And on keyboards, we have Gabriel Nava. Say hello, Gabriel. Hello. Hello, everyone. You're also a Berkeley person, correct? Yes, and also a graduate. Very nice. Congratulations. So we have two... <laughs> bizarre that's a, that's, <laughs> musicians it's <laughs> a lot of hours of practicing between you guys <laughs> it's indeed indeed and then on drums over here also not LA native we have let's see if I can not mangle this name Alessio Balsamin hi everybody I'm Alessio from Italy very nice yes the chicks dig it man oh, he gets yeah all the chicks <laughs> you could just read I, stu- I study all the day yeah so I, you, you could just read the phone book. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a section in our show where he just does that. He just reads, reads the phone, the phone book. book and, you know. Chicks dig it, man. I'm telling you. So you've got this band, but you guys are brand new. Like the ink is, uh, is barely dry. Um, but you guys, you know, you're, you're already working with a producer. Um, how, you know, it's, it's so interesting. Like you might be like the youngest band. I don't mean that in terms of like chronological age, but in terms of you guys have, did, when the calendar year 2012 started, you hadn't even started this band. And so how did this come to pass that you're already, you know, working with a producer? Like how did that that germination, that germination period? Like how did it start? Um, Yeah, this is Jonathan. Uh, For the period before we met, you know, for like two years, I was um, I literally just like locked myself in my room um, in my you know little one bedroom apartment um, in Los Angeles and just writing songs you know just really owning and working on my craft on songwriting so that's all I did that's like I didn't you know think about finding new people or working on music or anything just literally working on my songwriting um and and you know I I kind of went insane during those two two year periods like just working on music by myself like wondering is this good or is this bad how many you know I've always heard stories like I remember Brian Adams you know he's mm-hmm. kind of poppy rocky guy yeah. I remember him saying once in an interview he'd he'd written like 500 songs before he felt like it was good enough to show anybody anything yeah yeah like were you diligent about it yeah 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 I've ton, tons and tons of songs like, you know what's but, tons and tons like um, tons and tons to some people's like a hundred Tons and tons to some people is like a thousand. Yeah, definitely not. I don't think five hundred, but you know, maybe like a hundred or so songs yeah. that I just have on my computer that you know I, I still need to go back and like check out everything. But yeah. um, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of neurotic when it comes to songwriting and just any, anything that I do in my work, you know, whatever it is. So um, I was just continually trying to work on that craft, and then um, eventually, you know, I, I was you know going crazy. So I was like, you know, I need to find people. And then I went and I went into a, a phase of just trying to look for people, um, maybe for like, you know, four or five months. And that was, what that did, really sucked too. Did you do the Craigslist thing? Um, yeah, yeah. Like we, I looked on Craigslist. That's a bloodbath, isn't it? Band mix. Yeah. Yeah. Even checked out eHarmony. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I come in. This is Mo actually, by the way, Mo. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was, you know, we, he found me. Did you two meet any harmony? <laughs> yes, we did. We both like uh, long walks on the beach. Yeah. So. <laughs> Romantic comedies. Yeah. And puppies. Yeah. And it was actually, so John, he was doing something, and then we found each other through the internet, and then luckily he had a manager, Ivan, our manager, he's not here, but uh, he found us and actually linked us to Ian, Gabriel, and Alessio. Okay. 
which which was a funny thing because actually we met Alessio and Gabe through Ivan, and Ian came along with with Gabriel. Their package deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes it easier, doesn't it? Because yeah, does. that Craigslist thing—that's a bloodbath. I mean, every time yes. I've tried to find, I lucked out once, but the guy who I ended up playing with, Tyler, my friend, he's a guitar player. He found me. I had posted an ad on Craigslist, but he found me because I had listed some artists that were influences, but he was actually looking for tickets for one of those artists. He wasn't looking Aww. for a band thing, so he was like, oh, that guy sounds cool. And then we ended up playing together for years, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and now uh, we're bosom buddies and all. No eHarmony, <laughs> but you know we're, we're good friends. He's a great player. Yeah. Uh, so it can happen to you. This is Gabriel. Um, I actually, I got contacted uh, by Ivan through the website Bandmix, and I wasn't expecting at all because I, I made a, a profile like one year ago and you know it was one of those profiles that I didn't update it at all. <laughs> I just got a, a email out of the blue in a period of my life which I was kind of lost <laughs> and I was like, oh perfect, banned. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> all right. So, but and then it, you showed up with some songs, Jonathan, mm-hmm. and then like Everybody just dropped in and played. Like, how did this happen, though? Yeah, so I, I kind of had I had the ideas something? of the songs ready, and then and then you know I I knew like what instruments I needed, and just like again like I went to that four or five months period, just like looking for people and being really disappointed. You know, getting you know um, a lot of people, um, you know, they're flaking and stuff like that. But then just randomly at the end, like before I was about to just kind of give up on the whole thing, just found all these guys randomly, and it's just all kind of fit together in a really nice you know puzzle. So. And then, and then we just, you know, worked out all the parts together. Like, you know, I, we went to Gabe's house and just, we were just in his apartment, just like working out parts together. Eventually got a practice space. Um, and then it's just, you know, rest is just, history rest is, you know, how we got to this point. Yeah. So let's play something from, you guys have been doing some recording with a, with a producer type. And we'll talk about that relationship when we come back from this. But, uh, you know, as of yet, there's not really uh, an official release. But this is something that people can download? Or is this something? Yeah, so we put all, put all our songs, um, you know, like on Reverb Nation and uh, ReverbNation.com, the Walla Band. Um, you can, you know, get songs there. Um, and then we're going to do an official release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you can, you know, as you know, this would be a good time to talk about, you know, Facebook. Once upon a time, it was MySpace. All you guys do have a MySpace page. What's MySpace? Um, but uh, you do have the Facebook and the Twitter. You know, it's everything is branded the same, which is a smart way to do it. You know, Facebook.com slash The Walla Band, W A L L A B A N D. Same thing on Twitter. So you guys are easy to find. That's a good thing. So uh, let's hear the band Walla. This is their track, Animal of Love, from their as of yet unnamed. Uh, record or EP or whatever it's going to be once they pluck it out of the ether. So this is Animal of Love, Walla on Independence Day. Stop! 
This is Joe Armstrong, and this is also Independence Day. Uh, we bring you great music every week from Los Angeles and far, far beyond. Music that I love, music that uh, I don't love yet but may love someday. But the thing they all have in common is that they are all making music in the new millennium, and a lot of stuff has changed. So this is a brand-new band called Walla, Los Angeles-based this time around. They are comprised of Jonathan, Gabriel, Ian, Alessio, and Mo, Mr. Mo Beats, on the bass. Although I noticed, Ms. Mo, here, you play bass, but you have a treble clef tattoo, man. You've got an identity <laughs> crisis. Tell me about this. Well, it's, it's an unfinished tattoo. I still got one right here, but... Uh... Just actually, I was a guitar player for a long time, and just, and then, but I say, you know what? Uh, I can play bass, you know. Yeah. So it's a lot easier. Well, it's I won't say it's easier, but it's. Um, I like playing bass. It's yeah. fun because I'm I'm by trade a guitar player, but you have to approach it from a different place. That's you true. have to be the glue. Like the <laughs> bass player doesn't get a lot of glory unless you're like Sting or Jocko. Um, but uh, you know, a lot of guitar players do that because the thing is, they get to play more. If you're a guitar player, like everybody's a guitar player, but if you play bass, you're always going to get calls. You know, the more the more esoteric your instrument is, like if you play pedal steel or like Hammond organ, you get calls all the time. All my friends who play those instruments are very, very busy. So in any case, so the thing that I that most struck me about your music as a band is this. It's a big word. The word pop is a really, really big thing in your in your your catalog, your oeuvre. And it's uh, why pop in a world like where, you know, everybody's playing in indie bands these days. Like who, anyone can chime in on this. But tell me why. Why did you guys, was this something that was intentional? Did it just happen that way? Uh, I mean, why we decided to go with pop yeah. music? Um, well, this is Jonathan. Uh, um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm just a, you know, growing up and just a melody guy. Like, I just like, you know, really good melodies, you know, like, you know, stuff like Beatles, Beach Boys, that kind of stuff. The, um, that what always what caught my attention. And when I when I write music, it, I I you know write with melody first in mind. You know, so I always write with melody, um, uh, thinking about hooks and stuff like that. And then I go into more like the lyrical content. So right. you know, pop music is I I think it's it's all about the melodies, all about the hooks yeah. and stuff like well, that. Well, definitely, so. yeah. You need a you need a very, very strong hook. It needs to be very instantly recognized, exactly. instantly memorable, unique yeah. enough to be interesting, but mm-hmm. like same enough to be kind of almost instantly familiar. Mm-hmm. If you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. hooking, you know, creating that hook is the biggest challenge. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's 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 a very simple form, but creating elegant simplicity is is a big challenge. Yeah, you know, and obviously you've spent time working on it. And the other big aspect here. Uh, you know, Gabriel, this is like it all leans so heavily on you, man. Because like that's the big that's the difference between like a rock band and a pop band is synths. Yes, um, I mean I'm in still in a learning process because technology is moving so fast, and my setup is kind of crazy right now with free key to tell me your setup. Here. So I use a MIDI controller that's hooked up with um, a plugin called Omnisphere, where where I get most of my synth sounds. And then I have a, like just an analog keyboard with piano and electric piano sounds, yeah. and a, a vocal cord, vocoder, a cork vocoder. That yeah. sometimes I use uh, vocal yeah. effects with the keyboard. He also uses an iPad too, right? I I do when I when I'm for for live shows. I I, I have my iPad for switching my patches quickly between songs. Right, and we we referenced before that you were a Berkeley guy. 
uh, and I when I went to Berkeley a long, long, long time ago, like back in the when the dinosaurs roamed the earth, <laughs> and there was this guy like back then. You know, the amount of stuff that you can do with what you've got with your laptop there and a couple controllers. I mean, literally, you needed sixteen, twenty keyboards. There was a guy who was a really, really wealthy guy who lived in this high rise apartment building. He had a party at his house once, and I remember going. He had a bedroom. His spare bedroom literally was. It looked like Emerson Lake and Palmer. He had like five racks with five keyboards on it and he would get them all hooked up and he would play them all and you know and i mean i guess it looked impressive but i would never want to be a roadie for that band because you'd never get that stuff to work night to night um but like so (laughs) i don't know how to ask this question but do you feel like almost pressure because like so much of the difference between like a rock band or an indie band and like what makes you a pop band falls on your shoulders I mean, I feel the pressure that I, I got to keep updated with technology. I cannot just uh, sit and relax. I got to keep searching for the latest software that the main acts are using and, and yeah. try to adapt to that. So I got to keep on learning. That's... And so when you were in school, though, were you primarily piano? <laughs> no, I, I'm actually, I went for, uh, for Berkeley for music business. Okay. I, I have a degree in music business. I feel you. Yes, and um, my instrument was piano. Yeah, your principal is piano. My principal was piano, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, But I guess that's my question. This year, when you were doing lessons, you were going in and playing piano. Yes, yes, I okay. was. Very nice. So why don't you guys play a live tune for us here? I want to hear what this is all about, what you guys sound like playing, making music together. What's, uh, what's this song going to be? Um, this one's going to be called uh, Plane Ride. It's kind of a very like disco dance, very white-inspired song. All right. <laughs> well, this is the band Walla playing uh, one of their tunes on Independence Day.
And that is Walla. And that's an up-tempo tune. You're right. There is some disco mix all in there. So uh, who do you listen to for disco inspiration? Um, I like the Bee Gees and, like I said, Barry White I like a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Just disco just kind of came... Um, I don't know. For I think a lot of this, a lot of the sounds too nowadays, like house music, was really disco inspired. I really like house music too, so it just got kind of, it just kind of got its way in there into my songwriting somehow. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like once you embrace that pop, you know, that pop, that through line to pop, yeah. you, you know, the music is dancey. Yeah. You know, and disco was a dance music, yeah. so it it stands to reason that you'd mix some in there in mm-hmm. with your music. So. Right out of the gate, you start earlier this year, but you're already working with it. Is it Andrew Weiss? Um, yeah, so we we worked we worked with him uh, for the the song "Animal of Love." Okay. Heard, yeah, and he he worked with um, he worked with uh, he contacted us, wanted to work with us. So he worked with like Ween. I don't know if you heard Ween, Butthole Surfers, right. uh, Yoko Ono. Um, but how did he yeah. find out about you guys so quickly? Like out um, of nowhere. Just you know, we we put our we put our stuff out there. You know, our songs. Um, uh, we put like a rough demo of uh, Animal of Love, and he picked it up and he liked it. And he SoundCloud, and, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I put it on a SoundCloud, and he just found it, contacted me, and said he wanted to you know help working on producing it. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And how was that experience? Like, if you guys, um, you're like he, a brand new band working with a producer like yeah, that right was, out of the gate. We, we, uh, he's actually in New Jersey and we're over here. So it, we actually. By over here, you mean California. Him. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was kind of a new experience for us because we're, we didn't, we're doing everything kind of digitally, like sending things back and forth through email and stuff like that, which, you know, is, I guess, pretty normal nowadays to do that kind of stuff too. So, um, it was, it was a, it was an interesting experience though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you must feel pretty, I would say, lucky, because you know, there aren't a lot of bands that get to work with a producer like right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is something that comes up, especially with a young band. Like, how are you financing these things? Like, when because different producers do different things. Like, some producers are charging a fee to produce your music. Some producers are fronting the money to do this. Are you doing like, is this out of, out of pocket stuff? Is this a Kickstarter thing? Like, where are you guys getting cash to get these these songs together? Um. You know, um, Mo is the sells his body at night. That's right. <laughs> Back to E Harmony, we go. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do for the band. You know, it's all for the music. It's for the team. <laughs> out of pocket. Out of pocket. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, and our do we have um, do we have full time musicians in the band? Anybody that's actually making all of their money playing music? Everyone's looking at. <laughs> Not in LA, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was in Italy. In Italy. So why why are you then why on earth are you here? Because uh, actually here uh, I'm Alessio, sorry. Um here in LA there are a lot a lot a lot of stuff to do. Okay? But uh, there are um two different sides. Who work inside the museum, who get money, and who try to work and get money. There are no nothing in the middle. Uh I have been in other places uh, all in Europe, uh, in Italy, in Africa too. And there are m- many, many people in the middle. That they are not huge musicians, but they can live, they can pay bills, they can yeah. buy a car, pay the rent. Yeah, they can, it's like a job rather it's than. It's like a job. And yeah. It's because, you know, that's one thing. There's like superstars and like yeah, yeah, bedroom yeah. players. Yeah, here in LA, how I, I could see till now, I'm here just from over here, is that uh, oh, you are like a rock star. Oh, you are like a, somebody oh. that try. A waiter. A, a waiter, yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. 
Well, that's no the thing. Like I, when I before I lived in Los Angeles, I would come out here to visit, and I would fall in love with every single waitress at every single place <laughs> I went to because they're all the most beautiful girl from every town between here and New York City. They either go to New York or they come to L.A. <laughs> I, I'm an actress. <laughs> exactly, and they're all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so you're working with this producer, and then you've got about you said about four songs in the can already. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're actually we're we're working with another producer now, actually, with okay. Sony, from Sony, who's not into Sony, and we're doing um, yeah, total uh, four new songs uh, currently in the works. So now Sony's are they Sony fronting the money now, or um, is it still kind of out of pocket? No, no. It's like it's uh, he he's he's signed under Sony, and then we're like he's giving us a really good really good rate, a uh, really affordable rate, but um, it's still. You know, we're kind of still financing a little bit from our pockets. Yeah, yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. You know, when you're a new band, you uh, you gotta do everything, make sacrifices. Oh yeah, so much. So you gotta pay the rent for your rehearsal space. You gotta, you know, buy equipment. Um, you know, you gotta pay for all your recordings. You gotta sell it out there without making any. You know, nobody buying music anymore. You know, nowadays. Right. So we're um, gonna. I'm sorry, this is Mo, and I think we're working on a Kickstarter. It's something okay. that for like has recently come up in the last couple of years that I think has helped a lot of bands. So we're definitely uh, yeah. going that avenue because our jobs are not helping that much, you know. So, yeah. you know, hopefully we'll see what happens with our Kickstarter campaign. So do you guys, uh, you guys have, I mean, because you're not touring a whole lot, right? So the shows that you're playing now are just local, right? Yeah, lo- we, we just played a show in, like in Palm Springs. And yeah, that's we, local. Yeah, yeah. We, but um, yeah, so like Palm Springs, we did a, like a festival in, uh, actually here in, and PCC, we did it at a festival here, too. Um, so you haven't reached the point where, like, if there comes a point where you kind of have to make a decision, mm-hmm. you know, where, or you don't have to quit your job, but you have to find a job that's flexible, that will work. Because, you know, most, the guys, you know, uh, Grant Langston, the artist I just had in here uh, last week, um, you know, he's he still has a job. He's a writer. But he, you know, he said that he could make a living at music, but he kind of chooses not to because it would be more of a struggle. So, but he plays in Europe. He plays all over the United States. He does a lot of touring around California, but he doesn't see the need to make that jump, even at his level. He's got five albums under his belt, mm-hmm. and he's, got, he's, he's well-known, and he tours, and he plays with great people. But he doesn't need to make that... So you guys don't need to make that choice yet, either. Yeah. Not, mm. I mean, no, not really. Someday? I mean, Someday, yeah. Soon. I think it's still too soon. soon. I mean, we're <laughs> only, what, six, six months, maybe, yeah. together. So, I mean, it's... Still time for that. Yeah, you're doing well. I mean, two producers, six <laughs> months. You've got two producers, four songs down, a rehearsal space, you know, four members of a band who can all play together uh, and aren't jerks. That's like the big thing. <laughs> you got to be in band with people you like, man, because sooner or no, later you're going to be in a van with them. Amen, oh, amen yeah. to that. Sleeping I... next to them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or with them, John. E-harmony. Uh, here we go with the homoerotic jokes right out of the gate. Right yeah, so, we have a good bromance. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's divert this into some music. You guys have a love song maybe you can play us that maybe you wrote for, for Mo Beats here? Um, love song? No. Rising Tide, right? You want the next We'll have a love song coming up. Yeah. All right. Well, just yeah, we'll have a love song coming up. Play what you want. <laughs> Free world. 
The band Walla, Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong. These guys are from all over the place. How many countries do we have? Uh, how many countries of origin do we have represented in this band? Five. Uh, I think six. I'm actually South Mex. <laughs> so I'm part Salvador, part Mexican. And this is Mo. Ian is. I'm Ian. I'm from Indonesia. Okay. Uh, I'm Jonathan. I'm. Korean, but from Ohio, so born in Ohio. <laughs> oh, There's Koreans in Ohio. Swing state. I'm, I'm from Brasilia, Brazil. 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 Uh, I'm Alessio, I'm from Italy. So how do you think having such a diverse lineup of people, like how does this affect the music? Positive. 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 Yeah? Everyone brings a little flavor, flavor a different flavor, flavor that adds, adds to, to the... the musicality yeah and for those of you who are from elsewhere i mean how do you you know i guess some music is just universal you hear it everywhere you go it's you know it's like michael jackson everyone knows who michael jackson is the world over like the king of pop right so but where's the common ground i mean obviously the musical language is a language you don't have to all speak the same verbal language to speak the same musical language but where's the musical common ground like when you guys all got together what was like oh I love the Pretenders, or I love this or that, or Talking Heads, or Camper Van Beethoven. Like, who? Where was the common ground? I think, I think it, was it was more the psych psychedelic rock, rock Pink, Pink Floyd. Floyd. <laughs> really? Yeah, we, we all like Pink Floyd a lot. Um, I, we all like Michael Jackson. Like, yeah, just I think pop my music. Is like, yeah, I'm Alessio. I think my comma is like Beatles. I'm yeah, from yeah. Europe, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. The Beatles. The Beatles. Oh, and I love David Foster. What was that? I'm sorry. Uh, David Foster. David Foster, yeah, okay. Ian's a composer and stuff. He does a lot of yeah. string, horns. No, stuff. that's cool. So I, I never would have guessed in a million years that like Pink Floyd would be the band. <laughs> I, I, I know it doesn't sound like it, but we all like Can it. Can you guys cover a Pink Floyd tune? Oh, we, that's something we need to work on. <laughs> we'll work we on should. That, yeah. yeah. Well, your job's easy, Alessio. The, <clears throat> Nick Mason, I, not the best, uh, uh, not, not the most adept drummer in the world. Yeah, but Pink Floyd have a lot of groove inside. Oh, they do. So, no, yeah, don't yeah, get yeah. me wrong. I grew up on Pink Floyd. I love that <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I love that stuff. But I remember I was reading a biography about Pink Floyd when they got back together in the 80s. Like, it had been so long since Nick Mason had even played drums that he had to, like, he had to kind of relearn everything how to play the drums because like he's just this now he, by yeah. that point he was just a rich guy who kind of drove fast cars <laughs> you know he didn't really yeah. he wasn't really a drummer anymore it's not my problem so i just can't think to play drum yeah I, <laughs> obviously very very nice so but you so you've got this this international flavor that kind of all comes together to make this whole that is walla now i mean is that something that you just kind of let happen, or I'm mean, talking about the music here, or is it just something you just never gave a you know? Cause, like Berkeley, for example, like when I was at Berkeley, there were kids from everywhere, all over the world who could play music backwards and forwards. Like then they get together and they just kind of play music. You know, that's the language. I mean, is this something that that is kind of part of the identity of the band, or is it just something you don't really think about? Um, this is Jonathan. I mean, like for me, I, I you know, again, like I said, I was I met tons of people online. Just like like it's kind of like a very awkward interview process. You know, like the Craigslist, just meeting, and you know, um, a lot of the people that contacted me said, "Yo, yeah, I love your influences. You know, I love your sound. You know." But when I met them, it was like you know, the our I don't know our personalities, our values didn't really match. And um, so I think like, you know, nowadays, I think maybe even, you know, the more of the 
personalities and um, that kind of stuff is maybe even supersedes the music. You know, it's like it's like you have to get along with the people you like. You have to you have to just trust each other. You got to kind of build a really good you know friendship first, I think, before you can even step into the studio yeah well being in a band it's like if you're in a band with four other people it's like being married to four people <laughs> exactly. uh, is anybody married here no no i used to be really I'm twice divorced <laughs> <laughs> how, how did jonathan take it it's heartbroken yeah you didn't put that on your e-harmony about uh, well i mean something you just don't tell you yeah. don't have to tell everything john uh <laughs> about to be married with uh, everybody i'm alessio sorry uh one of my ex-keyboard player told me the same thing and the day after I realized be married so I quit from the band <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well then you get the Fleetwood Mac thing like that's the thing if you have a, a girl in the band mm-hmm. then you've got uh you know and I've done that I've had girls that I've, I was dating in the band and um you know it, it worked well for a while just like a relationship I guess <laughs> and then then it didn't so it, and that's when it becomes that's when it becomes the conflict you know it sounds when, like it could get very messy yeah but then but then again sometimes messy is a good thing because Fleetwood Mac sold an awful lot of records oh yeah, yeah. and they were jumping in and out of each other's beds all the time but they sold a lot of records maybe it's worth it hmm. I don't know maybe. maybe something you should think about yeah Mo, some, Mo something you should think about <laughs> <laughs> is Ian looking pretty good now? So you standing next to him. He's gonna sell us a million records, man. Yeah, exactly. How about how about another tune? Let the music speak. Yeah. This one's gonna change it just a bit. It's called a uh, ship is going down.
Once again, the band Walla here in Independence Day. As always, my name is Joe Armstrong. You can learn everything you need to know about my show at indepday.com. That's I-N-D-E-P-D-A-Y. I'd love it if you stopped by. We've got tons of shows catalog now. You can listen to back some really, really amazing music over the last couple of years. Uh, coming up, uh, I don't know how many shows we've got, but well over uh, over 50 now. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash indepday. And the band tonight... Walla, the Walla Band is pretty much everywhere you need. That's what you need to know to find them. Facebook.com slash the Walla Band. Twitter.com slash the Walla Band. And it's funny you were thinking about the Wallaby thing earlier. You were mentioning that. Like, that's, that's what I thought of, too. It sounded definitely Australian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Walla yeah. thing. Uh, you know, the shrimp on the Barbie business. So, um, you know, technology is such a big thing in music now, and I imagine you guys, as a young band, you've got kind of challenges of like building an audience is a big thing for a young band. How are you using technology to reach your audience? Um, like, um, like social media kind of stuff. It's an open-ended question. Yeah, yeah it's, I think social media is just kind of taking everything over by storm right now, and it's like uh, we you have to. You have to kind of keep feet like because everyone's on their computers nowadays. You just have to keep feeding them content, and you know, and and then you know, with the with the music, um, you know, kind of the labels going down and everything, and everyone kind of um, downloading music for free. You know, music or music online has become almost just like a marketing tool now. You know, it's not something you really make money off of anymore. And on top of that, you have to give them so much more content, you know, videos, um, you know, blogs and stuff like that. You know, like every little, every, every, you know, piece of information you can give your, your uh, fans and listeners, you have to, you have to give it to them. It's kind of like almost standard now. Right. But how do you get to them? You know, like they don't, they don't know you from Adam. You're a brand new band. Like, do you just, you know, obviously you're, it starts, you know, like every band, it kind of starts with your friends, but mm-hmm. how do you reach, how do you, how do you use social media to reach new people? Um, or has that problem not been solved yet? Question. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an answer for that? <laughs> we we want to know as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So who handles? Okay, let me, let me back it up a little bit. Who in like what's the division of labor here? Because like you said, you have to constantly feed it content, and you guys are you don't have that many songs as of yet. Like you, Jonathan, you said you've got however many hundred mm-hmm. kind of catalog, but there aren't that many that are recorded. Yeah, no. So you can't keep sending them the same like four or five songs all the time. Like what 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 specifically, who's doing it and what are you doing? Like who, who maintains the Facebook page? Uh, it's really our manager, Ivan. Okay. And he does actually, he's been doing a good job of just getting us out there, just getting our name out there on Twitter. Um, you know, the little songs that we have released, we have like four with, or five with four John songs. songs. And we just, you know, we've, we actually released them with like, a month in between, just so we can just seem mm-hmm. like we're doing something, and even in between, seem like we're doing something. <laughs> that's, you're not supposed to tell people. I think that, we man. stumbled across the rub right there. Oh, you just got our biggest secret. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Well, no, yeah, but yeah, yeah you got you have to, to to show fans you're constantly doing stuff. Like, and it and it doesn't even have to be the music. Like I said, it could be pictures. It could be yeah. you know, and we do that. We put our pictures up. We put. Um, you know, like awards we have, um, yeah. videos, um, we're, you know, we're shows, to, we're trying to, yeah, we shows, yeah. we're trying to do more shows and stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it's really tough, but I mean, our, our manager does a good job and yeah, yeah we let him do a lot of that. So. And how did you come across a, again, a six month old band? How did you come across a manager already? Uh, just again, internet. Yeah. Did they find you or did you find them? Uh, the, the, uh, our manager, Ivan contacted uh, me, um, and, um, said he liked the sound and wanted to work with us and he's a really great guy and 
Um, he's he's actually not even he's not even in LA. He's, he lives in Fresno too. So uh-huh. it's like beautiful, <laughs> beautiful yeah. Fresno. Yeah, beautiful <laughs> Fresno. So he does uh, from that location. He's just he he, yeah. he does. He's really embedded in social media. So he's doing a yeah, lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah, well, that's just that you can be anywhere. You know, the, as long as you have got the high speed internet connection, you can do whatever you're doing from wherever you are. Yeah, yeah in yeah. your van with your cell phone now. Yeah. You know. Uh, so now one last question, and I want another another tune if that's cool. Uh, how you know every band's different with this when it comes to rehearsing. Are you guys? Is this something you, know, you see all those bands on Craigslist? You know, we rehearse five nights a week. Like what you know, your your songs are crafted. You know, and they're put together, so it probably takes time to get these together like this. But you're also really good players, which shortens that timeline a little bit. Mm-hmm. But are you a band that rehearses once a week, twice a week, three times a week? Like how do you get to how do you get these things together? Uh, in the beginning, we practiced maybe like three or four times, and now it's we cut it down to like two times a week, and that's that's usually enough for us. Yeah. yeah. All right. So show us show us what the results of that practice is. How about another song? What's this going to be? I'm sorry, what's it called? Neon Love. All right, great. Walla on Independence Day.
live in our studio here on Independence Day, broadcasting from Pasadena, California. Beautiful Pasadena, California. Slightly rainy night today, but uh, the weather is almost always perfect here, which is why we love it. So I've got, like I said, I've got the band Walla in here. We've got about enough time for one more song, I think. But what I'm going to ask these guys one last question, I think, each of you. Each of you is, I want to hear what you have to say about this. Like some somebody sent you off down on this path. Like sometimes it's like a dad or an uncle or it's a band you saw play or a moment in your life where you knew you wanted to be in music. And I want to start with Alessio because we're going to go around the room here. And then I want you to play one more tune before we run out of time. So tell me. Who was it or what was it that like sent you down this road to be a musician and why? Uh, why is easier than when? We'll go with that. Uh, I was really young. I was like 10 years old. But I'm always being like a super fast guy. I'm, uh, I was a gymnastic, so I always use my body, uh, a lot of training. And I try to play guitar, bass. Piano too in medium school, so boring for me. <laughs> no, I need I need something. Need to move. F- physical, okay. I need to move. So the first time that I touched the drum, I was like 11, 12 years old. Has been has been love. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was very nice. I and like that story. And I decided to. I want to. I want to do this. That's yeah. It. <laughs> well, you're on the right path. Dig it. Dig yeah. it. How about you, Gabriel? I think the the who that was the person that convinced my parents to allow me to go to music school was my high school music teacher, uh, Mr. George Viglucci. <laughs> and I, I, through high school, I, I kind of, kind of at least, I kind of like played through all instruments. I played baritone horn. I I played a little like months of clarinet, a little months of trumpet. And then I got in as a bass player for my high school jazz band, and he was, no, no, you should go to music school. And, and that's, I, I first went to music school back in Brazil that was affiliated with Berkeley, and on the mix, I, I got in ac- actually as a vocal, and then I switched to piano, so my music life is very crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing about being a musician is that, you know, you can have your principal instrument, but, you know, you're, you're either musically, musically talented or inclined or not. I think it's something. It's an innate. It's an innate thing that people either have or they don't have, you know. And if you are good at one type of musical instrument or one musical instrument, it's pretty common for you to be able to then transfer that to something else. You might excel on one, but like most musicians I know, you know, guitar players can pick up any string instrument and make something out of it within a couple minutes. You know, it's the same concept either way. That's at least that's what I found. Jonathan, how about you? Um, you know, I love my parents to death, but you know, they had absolutely no, you know musical you know um interest whatsoever so i was kind of on my own to find my own music um i think it was like a mixture of like um like 80s and 90s like cartoon you know tv theme songs and like video game music and stuff like that i was listening to like watching like like ninja turtles or like power rangers and stuff and just like listening to the music and you know they have really cool melodies and stuff like that i think i i think i I was really inspired by that. Probably that and um, listening to the first, like, Queen record or something. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so, yeah, after that, you know, I I got a... Somebody gave me a guitar. My cousin taught me guitar, actually. And then from then on, I just uh, couldn't put it down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Beats. Well, uh, funny story. uh, Both my dad and my aunt came from El Salvador. 
They bought a bunch of instruments when I was like five or seven. He was already in his 30s. He never played music in his life, neither did my aunt. They bought two guitars, a drum set, and a piano. And they'd play for hours every night, just banging on those things. And I, I would be like covering my ears. But it's funny how things change. With you grow, you, unconsciously just triggered something that I, I don't know. I just I, I saw it and I hated it that first because they were not making no music. But you know, but then did uh, they sex, get better? Ne- no, they never learned how to play <laughs> ever. They never learned how to play. The sad thing is, but they always had that love for music. So a, a saxophone teacher came into my school in fourth grade. I fell in love with the sax. I played that for 13 years, got bored of it, and switched to writing or songs. Or was it the teacher you fell in love with? Ah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That's another story. <laughs> and you, last but certainly not least, Ian, the shredder, man. You're a good player. Thank you. I like watching your fingers while you're playing over here. You're, Thank uh, you. They, they shoot, you got those sweep arpeggios down, man. I could never do, I could never <laughs> do those things. Try as I might. I'm like David Gilmore. My hands don't move that fast. Anyway, so what was it for you? Uh... My mom was a recording artist, uh, singer in the se- back in the seventies in Indonesia. So, yeah. So when I was really young, I used to play with them, like play jam with my mom, play some jazz standard song, and then, yeah, and then that's how I in in love with music. And you wound up at Berkeley. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, and my 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 dad told me uh, when I was four years old. I always said that I want, I want, I want to become a doctor, and then why suddenly you <laughs> became a musician? It's like I don't know. It's yeah, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, is ever one last one last question? This is just gonna be yes or no for everybody. Is everybody's family kind of supportive at this? What you guys are doing still, even to this day, or no? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. yes today. Yes. No ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one. Once, uh, are you crazy? It's not a job. Yeah. Uh, okay, but. You gotta prove him wrong, right? Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Uh, and now my father in Italy say, "When I can see you play again, well, it's one uh, year." Yeah, it's yeah. It's funny how that changes, isn't it? <laughs> All right, how about one last tune before we roll out of here, guys? What's this gonna be? Um, this one's called uh, "Return to the Carnival." It's an unreleased uh, song. Very nice. <laughs>
And that, ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Hunch, Kim, Gabriel, Nava, Ian, Charlie, Alessio, Balsamine, and last but certainly not least, Mr. Mo Beats. They comprise the band Walla. We were very happy to have you guys here. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having us, Joe. Like I said, you can learn everything you need to know about them at facebook.com slash the Walla Band, probably the best place to find them. And be looking for them. They're going to have some pop music on the radio one of these days. You mark my words. So thanks again to Walla, also to the Independence Day staff, Dale Tanksley and Wayne Topinski, also to Valentino Rivera from Lancer Radio. Independence Day's theme music was composed by the Great Lakes Myth Society. For Independence Day, I am Joe Armstrong. Please be good to one another.